Uh, welcome back to the Two Track Mind podcast feed. This is the Stay at Home Sessions Volume 3. I'm Liam Toms and with me as always is... Edward Crawley. Enjoying your beer over there? I am, yeah. I'm uh, on the Camden House. Um, I've got one left. Uh, so they're both lined up, ready to drink. Lovely. I'm slowly working through my stockpile in the garage. I think I've, how, I've, how many got about a, I've got about a month or two's worth left. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, there was a lot there when uh, when I started back in. How many in, uh, how many cans have you got left now? Um, I'm going to say about 24. I think I'm doing about three a week. So three yeah, a week. Working my way through. Surely I know, that's I'd 24. Myself. 24. That's that's 12 days worth. <laughs> Anyways, um, thank you for joining us again for this show. Uh, appreciate. There's a lot to be uh, enjoyed on the internet right now. Uh, although there's no shows and not much for people to do, there is an abundance of streams still going on. I know I'm behind. Are you, Ed? I am behind this week, yeah, because I've found TikTok. Oh, yeah. Uh, I downloaded the TikTok app because I had no idea what a TikTok was. <laughs> well, I got it recently because uh, well, I finally gave in. Uh, basically, my niece has got it, and I heard that my brother and sister-in-law had uh, joined her in one of these, like, synchronized dance things that they do yeah yeah so i downloaded it for that and uh yeah it was it was worth it just to see my brother's quite good attempt at dancing oh good on him yeah i've not um done a tiktok yet um i'm, I'm i really... feel like you'd be quite good maybe not the dancing part but you know just the oh. uh the short form video you were you were a fan of vine back in the day weren't you i only did about four of them i'm th- i might redo a vine for it i think they're probably saved somewhere on my computer i'll just pretend i've done it for tiktok there you go i'm sure there's some people out there that are repurposing their content all i've noticed is a lot of the people from vine they're just on tiktok now that's what i mean yeah but yeah it's given me a piece of life but yeah that's what took up my week cool we're just watching people's tiktoks is it no yeah just just watching just you know some are funny there's there's twitch as well isn't there twitch i'm seeing quite a lot of people stream Mostly I'm not for games, keen on that but... Twitch. <laughs> but no, genuinely, we appreciate you joining us again. Uh, it gives us reason to keep doing this. Uh, and one of our uh, listeners, who hasn't given their name, uh, has actually become the focus of this episode. So about a week or two ago, we received an email, anonymous, uh, with a list of questions. Um, yeah. We're going to take those on today and work through them. There's probably about eight, nine, ten questions. Yeah, yeah, we've sort of, um, some of them we have sort of um, discussed in some way or form in other episodes. So we've sort of chosen a few, haven't we? Um, um, yeah, just to sort of um, discuss. But yeah, they were, they were good questions, so we thought we'd answer them. Excellent. We don't know who you are, so if you're listening to this, please do give us your name. There was a, there was a very brief moment when I thought it might actually be you, Ed. Just because there's ginger in it. Oh no, there was nothing to do with that. Well, what was it then? It's just a coincidence. I don't know, I just thought it was maybe your way of, um, you know, like with the two Ronnies, like Ronnie Barker used to ghostwrite, didn't he? I just thought maybe that this is your way of just influencing what we discussed on the show. Well, I, I'd, I'd like you to give me more credit. I probably wouldn't ask <laughs> some of the questions because I knew we'd done episodes on them. <laughs> I thought maybe you did that to sort of like blend it in, just to disguise it. All right, yeah, no, I can see that. No, I'm afraid it isn't me. Uh, 
The plot thickens. If you have any idea who Orange Coconut is, please let us know. One person we know that it's probably not, but is a listener of the show, is uh, Dario G. So after <laughs> on the, uh, the show a couple of episodes ago, um, it's, it's always a bit concerning when I see that someone that we've talked about has listened to the show, but like the sponge situation we had earlier oh, God, in the year. Yeah. My immediate feeling is just like a, a knot just sort of like twisting in my stomach. I just, what did we say about this person? Unfortunately, I don't actually think we said a lot about Dario G. It was just a, uh, it was a quiz question that you'd done, wasn't it? Yeah, but I bet he was, he felt chuffed to be involved in that quiz question. But don't you feel guilty that he had to listen to quite a lot of the episode to get to that part, uh, only to find that it was just that he was a, a, a point of trivia? Do I, uh, do I, um, no, I don't. Because I, 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 it's another listener, isn't it? That's well, another certainly royalty. Not, certainly not a listener I expected to have at all doing this. Um, he, but you, just for the record, we do love sh- that song. We yeah, we used to uh, use it as our walk-on music in the band um, yeah. in Canada Water. Yeah, what's it called? Is it Sunshine? Sunshine. Sunshine. Yeah, with an M. And it's actually it's a it's a sample of another song. Um, yes, because it I heard is, yeah. the original version on the radio once, and I was um, at first I thought that was a cover. You'll probably listen uh, to this bit now. So, Dario, um, considering you're probably at the hashtag Dario G, just want to say we absolutely love that song. And is there any chance of a, uh, you know, a second part, or a, you know, we'd love to hear some more material from you, my man. Well, I think he's just actually put some new stuff out. I'll go and check it out, mate. You know, I'm looking right, forward we'll to that. hearing that, Dario. We'll, uh, we'll review that for the next episode. And are you, so you're discounting him as Orange Coconut. You don't think it could be? I don't think the timing works out. I think that might have come in before. Oh, that's a shame. Well, we can. We are getting rid of Dario G as a potential for the anonymous email. So, And yourself. And myself. So and, we've got and, rid of two and me, people. And me, for that record. So we're going to get to those questions shortly, but before we do that, um, let's have a little look back over what we've been listening to. Uh, it's been a bit quieter than it was in the two weeks before. Oh, has it though? It's, it has my end. What have you been listening to? Well, I'll start off with a big, big... Uh, do, you want a, do you want a... Not a negative, it's not a negative. Do you want a, a big positive or sort of just a... Huh, um, start the big positive. Razorlight have oh. just released a new single, Burn Camden Burn. Oh, that's a, well, is that positive? That sounds quite negative. Well, <laughs> the song title was a bit negative. Um, so they first popped up onto the scene in 2004 with Up All Night, um, which as debut albums, you know, being the sort of indie fan that I am, it, it, it's... That was a, a really strong album, and they obviously went, they had so much success, didn't they, off the back of that album? And obviously, the second album had songs like America and um, In the Morning. So, you know, they, they, but they've, they, I'm sure they would even admit themselves they had a dip and they sort of disappeared for a bit. And basically, it just became, um, is it Johnny Burrell, the front man? Yeah, I think that's right. Um, it was just him and you know, under the Razorlight name, but with no actual original members. But the guitarist has come back for the recent album, Bjorn. Uh, I've written down, Bjorn is back. Um, and Bjorn this single, again. Well, yeah. So, it, uh, so it's, they're officially like a free piece. There's a, a, a female 
Johnny and, and Bjorn. I don't know, I guess the drummer might be a session musician, possibly, but anyway. But Burn Camden Burn is a banger. It is brilliant. Oh, excuse me. Well, big thumbs up. Big, f- genuinely... big thumbs up from me. I know I always promise to check out the tracks that we talk about on the show. A lot of the time I don't get around to it, but I genuinely will check that one out. There was um, a really cool... Um, I, oh, I can't believe I haven't written it down, so I'll talk about Razor Lights and more, shall I? Um, there's a really... I think you'll appreciate this as a lyricist. Um, his his sort of melody on the lyrics is, is really, really cool, actually. it's It sounds... It's really good. It sounds like they've put a lot of effort into it. Um, but the um, the line I like um, in the second verse is, Wendy gave me something to believe in. That's fine. What could I know? I was 19 at the time. And I'm sure this feeling can be legally mine, but I know how to get it. And it, the way he sings that bit is so like bouncy and it's, I don't know, it's... Oh, it's a bit listen... positive. It's nice to I... hear you uh, recite some lyrics that you like for a change. This is, um, <laughs> this is unprecedented territory. Well, actually, I haven't. So, so yeah, bit, really chuffed to hear that. And you know, I've got a bit of a soft spot for Razor Light. I've seen them. Well, we've seen them live at um, a couple of Reading's, haven't we? They're, you know, they weren't yeah. a bad band, and I think they deserved the hype in the early days. They weren't one of these bands. You know, I remember when the Kooks came out and they got all that hype, and I just couldn't see it. And I was a bit like, well, oh, you know, I don't mind a band being big. Like, I didn't mind the Arctic Monkeys um, fame when it originally happened because I was like, actually, yeah, I can. That first album is a bit of a, a hit machine. I don't get the hype they've now still got and are maintaining because I, I genuinely, having listened to all the new albums, I'm not impressed by it. But I don't know. It's it's nice when a band that comes out and surprises you. So I was really, really pleasantly surprised by that Razor Light track. Um, a track that I wasn't surprised about because I sort of preempted it was I don't know if you saw um, that Noel Gallagher um, found an old Oasis demo. Yes, I did see this. Um, I've not heard it. It's it's called Don't Stop. Um, it's your classic Oasis ballad with Noel singing. It's not a bad track at all, um, but it, pick any Oasis ballad. Um, you know, half the world away and stuff like that. It's just much of the same. If anything, it sounds a bit like the Verve Lucky Man. What's um, interesting is that you found the demo. I mean, they must be sitting on hundreds, hundreds of them. Of... Yeah. Well, I think I don't know how Liam took to it. Um, well, he's been calling for the reunion, hasn't he? Yeah, he says my bags have always been packed and stuff. It would be interesting to see, and I do think each year that goes on. Yeah, I think the the figure is getting higher and higher. So I think there'll be a cap when Noel goes, yep, I'm in, and it will be something astronomical. I think it will be silly money. You know, I don't know what um, you'd be looking at, but it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, the, the brothers walked away with 50 million each or something from a, a reunion tour. It would be something stupid, because apparently a few years ago it was 10 million each. Wow. And I think it's probably now Liam's had some fame from his solo material. I can only see that figure going up because he's headlining festivals now. So he's only going to be saying, well, no, actually, I'm he-. he was due to headline Reading Festival. His his um, 
his credentials have gone up because he's not just Liam from BDI, which was shit. He's now Liam Gallagher, solo artist with two brilliant albums under his belt. So um, it'll be interesting to see if that does ever happen. Um, what else? What else? Oh, um, Pup released a new single, but I'm guessing it's from the recordings they must have done for the more recent album, Morbid Stuff, because it's very, very similar. Um, it could have slotted yeah, right... a B-side. Yeah, it, it, could, it could slot straight into the album and you wouldn't know it was any different. Um, but it's good. It's sort of the wacky, punky, jumpy stuff they always do. Um, yeah, so that's... Um, in terms of singles that I've I've sort of paid an interest to, that was it. Um, I don't. Do you remember when I WhatsApped you and said I've been sent a load of stuff to check out? And yes, I you, said, you uh, put a call out uh, because yeah. my uh, my cousin Ben and regular listener of the show uh, told me that he recommended Barry Tomorrow to you and that he didn't expect you would listen to it. Yeah. So, uh, well, yeah, but, but I did, didn't I? No, did you? Oh, did I not comment on that? I can't. I don't know. Oh, anyway, so one that um, I did check out was the new Silverstein album, "A Beautiful Place to Drown," um, which is yeah. Take from that what you uh, what you want. Um, a band that I never really got into when they were not first around because they've now got like an over two decade career and they're still going strong and if anything they're selling out venues again in the UK I so definitely I do confuse them with Silverchair yeah yeah <laughs> yeah two very different bands right yeah I think Silverchair are like a grunge band possibly but yeah. um, Silverstein would be on wouldn't be out of place in a playlist with like the used yeah kind Hawthorne, of victory records yeah Hawthorne Heights or... that sort of stuff yeah um, and actually who recommended that? Well, um, my running friend, Matt, he said, when are you checking it out? Because he's told me to check it out a few times. Whose uh, show you were on last Friday? I don't know if anybody listening checked that out, but that was uh, yeah, good. We, we, I watched some of it. Oh, thanks very much. So, yeah, we just discussed a bit of running a music together because, you know, it's a very popular thing to do. There are some people who will go au natural and just run with no headphones, but... I think probably the majority of people are now headphones are so advanced and Bluetooth and whatnot. I think a lot of people are creating playlists. So we, yeah, we just discussed a bit about that and it probably, probably went on for a bit longer than we both expected. Cause it, I swear it was nearly two hours. Um, but we started playing little clips in the second half of it, of the songs we like, because I guess the legalities on Instagram are slightly different because they only last 24 hours. Right. So that sort of, you know, made it, a bit longer but it was it was it was good it was it was really good good fun um but yeah he's been banging on for me to check out this album so i thought because i know he's such a devout listener of this podcast and he loves it i would actually listen to it and he'll be pleased to know that i i, I didn't mind it i thought it was all right um so is it a recent I, release or yeah 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 um uh i believe it's this year yeah 2020 and I probably would listen to it again, um, just out of interest, really. There were there was a few standout tracks for me, a, a song called Shapeshift uh, and another one which is definitely going to be a single called Say Yes. 
but it wasn't bad. wasn't bad. I, I never checked them out before, and I was I was a bit like, all right, this is okay. Um, very early used that sort of vibe. Um, okay, have you you did listen to the other used single that got released, didn't you? Well, the, the album's uh, out Hoppers. now. Ah, okay. The, so I'm going to check that out for next time. Um, I don't know yeah, if you want to do I, the same because. Yeah, I will. Um, I I did like the uh, the one with Hoppus actually. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Compared the, to the um, other one, which I was a bit unsure on, and you really didn't like. No. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Crappy, crappy bell, or whatever it was called. <laughs> I I know the name. It was Cathedral oh. Bell, but. Um, okay. Yeah. What was what's the Hoppus one? Is it Lighthouse? Lighthouse. Yeah, I really like. And do, Hoppus is not. Adverse to doing guest vocals, and I, I no, I think he's doing more of them than ever these days. And I thought that was one of his stronger ones. I thought he 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 really added to the song. Yes, uh, I agree. It's good. Yeah, yeah. So that's in terms of releases, they're the ones I've checked out. What have you checked out? You said you you said you had a slow week, but yeah, anything? I mean, it's, it's just a shorter list of of tracks actually. Uh, I watched the Sounds live show from uh, Sweden. That was mm. really interesting. I don't, I don't think I talked about it on the last show, did I? I think I had it to watch. Yeah, you had uh, it to that watch. Point. So, yeah. They played quite a few new songs on that, um, one of which had been released already, uh, and another one that they played has been released since, which is called Safe and Sound. Uh, you know how much I love the sounds, uh, and yeah. I was talking, wasn't I, about when we, I think it was earlier this year when we were looking forward to albums that might come out, and I said yeah. that I realised that they had an album that was due out two years ago that still hadn't come out. I think they actually planned for it, you know, to be out this year. And obviously it's really unfortunate what's happened. But the uh, the live show and the way they did it was fantastic. I mean, other than the fact that when they finished each song, there was no audience clapping. The, <laughs> the fact that they'd done it all as a live set in a venue, uh, obviously Sweden, the, the rules are slightly more relaxed over there. Um, it, it was great. And I just, I, I basically sat in my lounge, switched the lights off, pumped the volume up and uh, yeah, just enjoyed it as if I was at the gig. Oh, amazing. Um, it was great. But uh, yeah, Safe and Sound, the new track is really good. Um, what I would say is, it's, it's, you know, it's the same with any band that you're really into. Sometimes when the songs first come out, you're not like, ah, it's, an inst- it's not quite an instant classic yet. But yeah, it's it's the same as uh, you'd normally expect from them. It's pretty solid. It's good. Oh, good. good. Um, what else is there? Uh, Rehasher. Uh, there's another one from from Roger. Uh, he's been doing these sort of double A side releases. So last year he yeah. did uh, uh, Eat the One Percent and Every Little War, and now this year he's done uh, the latest tracks called Turn Inside Out. I had to write it down because I knew I wouldn't remember it. And uh, I don't feel anything. I think it was the one that came out about a month or so ago. And again, yeah, yeah two more good tracks from them. Yeah, they've um, been they've all been solid, haven't they? Yeah, and the artwork is really cool as well. Really like the artwork. I yeah, think do, the, do, the artist, uh, but the artist is called norm- Sam Gimberg, is his name. Has he uh, done anything else that you know of? Or? No, I did follow him on uh, on Instagram, uh, given our connection, I thought it was only right to. Uh, but yeah, I really like the artwork, and I'd like to get the two seven-inch singles, but as it stands, they're only available in the US. And I'm, I'm, I was talking to Tom Clark about this uh, in the week. Um, we're really sceptical. I mean, obviously... Shipping at the moment is a massive issue with what's going on. But even before that, I was just finding, like, I ordered something from uh, the US earlier in the year and it just hasn't shown up. I mean, that was back in January. Uh, oh, it God. arrived in the UK because it had a tracking number, but it's not made it from arriving at Heathrow. 
to uh, to me, and that's been missing in action for about three months. So, yeah, given the cost of international shipping, I'm really dubious, unfortunately, at the moment about uh, about ordering stuff. Yeah. Oh god, that's a shame because it, the artwork looks great and the uh, the vinyl. I know that I can't think what they've done for the second one, but the first one was like a recycled wax, so it was like really weird, sort of like mixed up colours. Um, but who knows? Maybe I'll lay my hands on it someday. Um, yeah, they might. Else? He might be able to bring it over on a tour, a lesson J yeah. tour or something. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he did. If he's got stock left. Uh, there was a new Heim single late last week. Uh, oh yeah, so called... I saw this. I know alone, um, and they dropped a video as well, which I think might have been filmed uh, in isolation. Obviously, the three of them are sisters. Uh, I don't know whether they are isolating together, but I've got a feeling that they maybe two of them, you know, at least live nearby. Um, not nearby to me. That would be very interesting. Uh, <laughs> Can't believe. Who, yeah, who knew it? Can't believe so. Hi. Um, no, I'm pretty sure they live in LA. Uh, but the video is quite cool, uh, quite basic. It's got them doing a sort of very 90s style dance routine, um, which if I do get really bored in the next few weeks, I might try and learn. Yeah, maybe do it on TikTok. Good idea. I, I did wonder when I was watching it whether it might be um, almost feeding into the TikTok craze. Oh, they trying to inspire people. Yeah. But no, great track. And good news is they've, uh, they've well, they delayed the album. I was talking about this a couple of episodes ago. Um, and had intended to put it back in August, uh, but now they've brought it forward to June again. They've just decided that, fuck it, why not do it now? And in fact, I think fuck it was their words on, on Facebook when I saw the post. Oh, God. Um, I think they've probably um, come around to your school of thought, which was, why not release it now whilst people are um, sat around twiddling their thumbs? Well, yeah, yeah, because I probably wouldn't have checked out Silverstein if it wasn't for the fact I've got a bit more time. <laughs> I think also as well, you know, what I was saying where it might have been that there were sort of touring plans in place. Obviously, that's looking less and less likely for even the later half of this year. So I think brands are thinking, well, do we either sit on this content for a year or do we release it now and uh, and hope that there's still the interest to sell tour tickets when we can do it? Oh, yeah. I don't... Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting one. I think there'll always be the interest in live gigs at the moment. People are going to be desperate to get out. Oh yeah, I, I agree. I think that that's probably what a lot of artists are banking on. I just I wonder whether by the time we get back to live shows, whether if if the albums if the albums come out and it's passed, whether what you'll actually see is a lot more sort of not greatest hits tours, but you know what I mean, like the hits style set yeah. list rather than a set list that favours the latest album. Yeah, just but to get knows? back into the who swing knows? of things, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but that was about it. There was a new, there was another 1975 track which was a bit more upbeat than the other one they released uh, last month. It sounds a bit more 1975 to me. Yeah. Also sounds a little bit like Dancing on the Ceiling. I don't know if that was because I was uh, binge watching the uh, Lionel Richie live at the BBC uh, broadcast a couple of weeks ago. Um, but yeah, it's got like a sax in it and sounds very, uh, very 80s. Um. Well, yeah, yeah. I I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it, and you know my feelings on the nineteen seventy five. But it came up on the old New Music Friday thing, and I yeah didn't mind it at all. Um, yeah, very classic nineteen seventy five. You say something else? I definitely haven't minded is um, Grant from Feeder has jumped on the 
video casts. Yeah, hasn't... I'm yet to actually watch these. I keep saying Oh, behave. No, honestly, I, I've, I've yet to watch one. It's because... No, get out. As I said... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wish I could. I've, I, shared, I've got nowhere I, to go. <laughs> I've shared with I, you I know, on my I know, I know. I know. The problem is, right, with me and my watching of things is that if it's not on YouTube, uh, I very rarely add it to a, to a watch list. And I, I, I'm, I'm really reluctant, like when I'm scrolling through, to stop and watch something. It's bad, right. really. I, in case I, I you miss, in case you miss something. No, I know. I've I've, I've been over. over oh well, over well. This. I'll, uh, spoiler alert: they're brilliant. Yes, um, I'm sure they are. But what I might do th- is just save a bunch of them and just sit and do like an hour of just catching up. Oh, on them. mate, he does high. He does silent. Silent cry. You commented on. <laughs> I commented on and how good a song it is. And you didn't watch the video. <laughs> no, I commented on how good a song it is. And yes, well, anyway, I've been impressed by the range of different ones that he's been playing. So I do, I definitely do need to catch up on those. Yeah, they're they're really good. Did um, have you seen the Just a Day Two video? No, I haven't got around to that. Oh, have right. you? I just quickly, you know, you present a music based podcast and feed are one <laughs> of your favourite bands, don't you? Yeah, and I've even got to <laughs> written down on some of these questions for later. But look, we've just done 25 <laughs> minutes on other music that we've done, that we've watched and um, caught up on. So anyway, yeah, they've redone the Just Today video. If you remember the first one, it's clips of people submitting videos, and they it was iconic, wasn't it, back in the day? It was, it, I well, swear do you it was remember, every... This, is, this has just come to mind. Do you remember there was... Um, a couple of friends of ours were convinced that there was a kid at our school who was actually in the video... Oh, right. And for a while, we were like, hey, it's Feeder Kid, it's Feeder Kid. And it definitely wasn't the kid for the video. Oh, I remember, yes, I remember the joke Feeder Kid, but I I forgot where that was from. Um, (laughs) But there's a couple of people in the new one, the age they are now, obviously, from the old one, which is quite funny. Oh, wow. Oh, that's that's made me want to watch it more. um, It's only a few. When they're on the screen, they show the old bit of them on the screen as well it's quite oh, cool because cool. one of them's got a kid now and stuff obviously it's, it's, it's i think um, i'd like to have seen them do the whole like recreate the whole video with the people now like, that would have I been really it's, good it's just trying to get hold of them i guess they submitted some oh, they, people are still what, f- they're busy are they <laughs> no but some people are still fans and imagine trying to get hold of them with all the email addresses and everything you know um, you'd, you'd have thought that they would be able to reach out on social media and capture most of them. Well, they did. They did. They reached out on social media for the yeah. clips. Um, but it's good. It was good. I, I will I, watch I will... it. I watch it. It's good. I, I've that... got a funny. I've got a funny sort of relationship. I love the song, but it's just that and and Buck Rogers. It's unfortunately, but you know what it's like when we've been to see yeah. Feeder. Yeah. They're the two songs that the majority I'd of the least look go off to. to. Uh, and we're stood there for all the other songs that we really like, and people are like, you know, oh, yeah. having a chat, in a live, drinking. In a live set, they're my least favourite tracks to, to witness. I still obviously love seeing it, but yeah. I, I mean, not, yeah, I, it's not... Let's be clear here. Like, It's not um, that we don't like the songs live. It's, it's just the frustration of seeing people who have been dormant for like 50 minutes suddenly come to life, and you're like... Where was that enthusiasm? In fact, when they scrapped, were, when they were scrapped, playing Shatter, or yeah, scrap the the questions we've got. Let me just discuss this Southampton Guild Hall show again, because honestly, <laughs> 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 I won't. That was a joke. Um, 
but yeah, no, I'm in total agreement. I love both those tracks, and obviously I love seeing them live. Um, but yeah, it does upset me when there's other tracks, borders, and you know, other singles. Yeah, not just be not just album tracks, Obscure but other, album tracks, yeah. other singles that are just as good if people gave them half a chance. You know. Yeah. But anyway, um, so yeah, watch the. But that's in terms of. Other business, that's all I've got. Uh, so, right, we've got these questions. Uh, you've got the list there, I'm guessing, I'm hoping. Um, have I? I've, I have got it. I have got it, I've got the list. All right, so. Cool. Um, like once again, w- these questions were submitted and we, we genuinely thought, um, uh, we, we genuinely appreciated the email, so we thought we'd, you know, take the time to answer them. Um yeah, we'd been thinking about putting a call out for any questions. We did the Ask Us Anything episode. God, that was probably about five, six months ago now. Um, yeah. But this email came in and we thought, well, let's do these. Do you mind if I um, just quickly stop you there? Go on. Well, you can carry on talking. I just want to take a photo for my untapped. <laughs> uh, we talk about where people can find us online. We'd never really include Untapped, but yeah, I'm on Untapped at Liam Toms. I don't know if it's an app, but it is Liam Toms. Uh, what are you on there? Uh, Do you know? Hold on, I'll tell you now because I'm on it. Um, I don't believe you're me... run with Ed, are you? No, let me just check this in. Um, I am Edward Crawley. There we go. So all you fellow craft beer enthusiasts, join us on Untapped. Yeah, I think I've got used to it now. I didn't for a while, but anyway, that wasn't one of the questions. I apologise. Yeah, I think you you originally posted in uh, 2016, and then after a, a break of about two, three years, you've um, yeah, you've become quite a regular, haven't you? Yeah, I'll just drink more. Um, so yeah, <laughs> you can find us on all the socials, um, Two Track Nine Pod. Um, honestly, we we're we're pretty sociable guys. So we will respond, you know, look at us now. It could be your questions being read. Um, We are distancing, but not unsociably. Oh. Anyway, so we'll start at the top because it seems like a good place to start. First albums you bought. Do you know the answer? Have you got one? Because I can't say that I know completely accurately but I, I know some of the early stuff that I bought I know well so I know I think what was the first album I was bought for Christmas and I'm pretty sure it was in 2001 and I think one of maybe five or six albums I got for Christmas or my birthday one of them was definitely international super hits okay so you're starting but, from an era of credibility. You're not going back. Into, I can't uh, remember if I bought anything from car boots or anything before that. My memory is that the, I remember because I remember finding them because I used to be a bit of a hunter for Christmas presents. And I remember finding them. And if they hadn't have had the old little sticky label on, I would have played them before. I can remember the first <laughs> sing. I can remember the first single I ever bought. Which was Travis, yeah. it, Why Does It Always Rain On Me, in 1999. Wow. See, that's, that's good. That's good you remember that. Um, I all, you, the, the sec- you, had the, you had the benefit of having an older sibling, so you did get some music passed down to you, didn't you? 
Yeah, lots of boys own stuff. <laughs> I meant stuff like weren't wasn't uh, Google Counting Dolls Crows? One? Yeah, yeah Google Counting Dolls, Crows. Counting Crows. So I think they were the first copies I got. But you know, it, and I'll, I'll happily admit this, and uh, you know, I, I say it later. But you know, a lot of my music taste came from you know recommendations from you. So in terms of buying albums, I was always listening to music, but I don't know if I. I know that, you know, I got given Californication by the Chilies because I'm not a massive Chilies fan, but I love that album. And I think that goes back to because I had it on copy from, a you know, very early on. Um, but I can't remember, you know, I remember buying albums, but, you know, that was later in the day from a local um, little record shop, which I'm sure you'll probably bring up and I'll bring up, um, called Red Rock. Um, but they weren't the first albums I ever bought, so I can't, you know, I can't pinpoint it. But I know that some of the first singles I bought were Travis, um, Eiffel sixty five, Blue, <laughs> Davidy, Davidy. Uh, Alice DJ, um, Celebrate Our Love, and I swear I bought Craig David Walking Away. Oh, because you like to sing to it. Yeah, I did like to sing to it. Thank you for remembering that. <laughs> I remember you saying it. Um, so I racked my brains and the furthest back I can remember is for an album because the thing is I used to buy a lot of the now compilations yeah, because the yeah, thing yeah. is like CD singles like used to be something like they'd either be like 99p or 3.99 now 3.99 yeah. for a single and like a remix or you know an acapella or something was it was a bit steep when you were under the age of 13 um but the first album I think I bought was Hanson, Middle of Nowhere, on cassette. Oh, yeah. Which I still have somewhere boxed away uh, with other various things from that era. Um, and given that I've continued to follow that band, I'm not ashamed to uh, to say that I was there in the early days as a, uh, as a fan. Yeah, definitely. I don't think you should be. You know, they write some... They're, they're songwriters, aren't they, at the end of the day? Exactly, and I think like the stuff they've done, you know, in the years since. I mean, they've but they've basically become their own record label, their own industry. They they even make beer. Yeah, I've not I've not actually had it, but supposedly um hops is uh is one to be tried. Oh yeah, if I ever see it, I'll grab it for you. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it's distributed in the UK particularly well, but um, yeah. yeah. But as I say, and then like the now compilations were a big deal for me. Like when we used to like go to like arcades, like this, I always remember this, like. My dad would always give us like some money to spend on like you know arcade machines. Uh, yeah. My brother would like burn for it really quickly, and I just I wouldn't spend any of it. I just like back pocket it and just um, yeah use it to buy like the next now CD or whatever. Um, Can you the remember irony the first is, one you bought? Uh, now I think my parents may have bought thirty nine. I think the first one that I perhaps bought with my own money was forty one. Oh wow! Can you any tracks stand out? Yeah, Cardigans, my favourite game, was definitely oh, on wow. it. Oh, wow. Um, James, Sit Down. Oh, yeah. Uh, the later, ver- like the remix, the really sort of like amped up version of that. Yeah. Um, I remember... This would be a good, good quiz, this. Like, I'd probably name quite a few more from various Now albums. Well, I think the first one I remember buying had Zombie Nation on it. Uh, I think that was 44. 
Oh, right. <laughs> I thought it was later than that. I was, oh, I was gonna no. Guess. No, actually, I think it might be 42. I was going to I was gonna guess 52. Nah, definitely earlier. I, the, my real era of them was the 40s, I think. You're older uh, than you look, aren't you? <laughs> I know I'm gonna I'm gonna put this down as a, a note and I'm gonna check this, but I reckon forty two was the one. Well um, seeing as we've sort of uh not failed, but we you know, I think the now is a good one. I think a lot of people would have now down as one of their first albums they bought, but and I, you know, I'm sure people can guess yours, but what were the first bands you obsessed over? So I wrote down five here. Oh, um, five? Not, <laughs> five. Not the band, not abs and the rest of them. Five bands that we obsessed over. I mean, <laughs> technically, Hanson should be on there for me, but I, for some reason I, I put down sort of like five that I thought would be collective ones for us. So I put uh, Less Than Jake, Will yep. Be Fish, Green Day, A and Feeder. Um, yeah. <laughs> what have you put? <laughs> And ironically, oh, they're, they're still the five bands that we talk about pretty much every episode. Oh, God. The, 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 uh, my, I've got one more added. So I've got six down. Goldfinger? I've, well, <laughs> Goldfinger, where on the list? So I put Offspring down. Okay. Yeah, Offspring but, I sort of dipped in and out of. Um, yeah, Offspring was more possibly um, the other, um, you know, Jamie... Um, I remember Jamie Carmichael was a big fan, so I used to discuss it. But yeah, for me and you, I had, in this order, Green Day, Lesson Jake, <laughs> A, Rubik Fish, Feeder. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, there you go. That's good. We did not uh, collude on that one at all. Yeah, so Green Day were top for me. I just, every time I had 10 quid, I was in Red Rock buying an album. Um you know, and you remember what my room used to look like with Koran cutouts of tour posters and stuff. Tours I hadn't even been on. It, my walls yeah. were covered. And yours were, you know, you had your... Well, um, I saw some... I, but I've been sorting through some photos in this uh, bit of downtime. Like, I, I did find some. And these were from maybe as late as, like, 2009, when I was still living at my parents. Um, and actually, some of the collaging that I'd done, like, around my mirror and stuff, looked fantastic. Yeah, it was a very... We, I think it was an art... You did a really good job on the back of the door, didn't you? Yeah, that that was what I I downsized to when Mum said that putting um, Blink One Eight Two posters on the ceiling was was too far. Um, yeah, I'd say yeah, Blink One Eight Two is too far. Well, I got the poster for like a quid outside Wembley Arena. You know, you'd never get a poster for a quid. <laughs> but I, um, yeah, I remember your room in the um, in the upstairs. You you had that. Because it was in the roof, you had the slanted roof, but you had the posters along the bottom sort of flat section, right, didn't you? The, uh, yeah, the runner of the whole yeah room. But yeah, the, um, I think you if we if we were to pick one each, maybe mine would be Green Day, yours would maybe be Less and Jake. Um, would that would that be sort of for yeah, back? Yeah, I think so. And that kind of leads me into the. Um, the next one, where it is, what was the next one? Is albums or bands that you associate with certain events in your teenage years? So, well, hold friends... on a second. Hold on a second. Sorry. Have you guessed that title or have you remembered that? I've, I've, I did load up the list. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I was about to say, for someone who's, 
you've you've got that word perfect. <laughs> I did. I did load up the list. Um, so our friend uh, from our early years of listening to music, uh, Phil, uh, nominated me to do this ten uh, albums that influenced your taste in music on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I think the first person I nominated was you. Um, Thank you for that. But, but we have Phil to thank for for that coming our way. Um, And I posted um, a a contentious one because it was a double album. It was the two CD uh, Hello Rockview, Losing Streak, uh, Less Than Jake re-release on Golf Records, which is when Golf were trying to break them in the UK. Um, And I remembered when I was talking to a few people about it that I used to carry that two CD set around to parties in the pocket of one of my horrendously baggy jeans like you know that they were so big at the bottom yeah, of the pockets yeah. or actually would easily fit a cd in and that was my uh that was my thing that i would bring along to parties for the space of about six months it was just you know no one else would have it they wouldn't have a copy you wouldn't have access to it and i just wanted people to hear it so yeah just carry it around yeah i definitely you know um my teen teenage years were sort of um um, what you associate with it, so, um, albums or bands that you assert, you know, uh, we could probably verge the next two questions. So what? I yeah, have I think to... so. And also, when I was reading through and I was thinking about them, it's funny because teenage years, I think sort of 13 to 16, but actually yeah. like 17, 18, 19, there's a lot in that era as well. But I see that as almost quite different. There's almost, so there was a turning. There was a turning point around sort of seventeen where my music tra- taste maybe changed a bit. So, so I, yeah, I sort of answer these based on the younger years. Sorry, I keep interrupting you. No, 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 that's all right. So I, I you know, I definitely remember like our my Saturday was at some point I would have your parents still got the same home phone number? Did they take it with them when they moved? Uh, no, I don't believe they did. Why are you going to read it out? Well, no, I was just going to say you know because I can still remember six zero nine four zero three. Yeah, well, and I can still remember. Uh, not the mobile. Don't do the mobile. Seven seven one four zero six. Oh, so close. Seven seven zero four six six. Yeah, that's close enough, isn't it? Oh yeah, but you you can still remember. Um, anyway, I remember. You know, I'd ring you up. What time do you want me round? I would BMX from Creekmore to Hamworthy. We would then leave my bike at yours and walk in with Phil and Jim to pool. Um, you know, possibly, you know, we'd have, um, we'd be singing songs or, or pulling pranks along the way. Go to that chippy in the bus station. 50 people. Chi- yeah, take it to the, um, either the bridge, Seldown Bridge or whatever, or go to Pool Park and eat, uh, eat the chips. And then just, Go around, you know, we'd go down to um, Setchfield <laughs> or Red Rock. And I, there's, you know, the bands I associate with that sort of times are all the stuff that we ended up putting on the 42 videos. Yeah. Now, for people, for do you want to explain what 42 was, the 42 crew? I, I almost brought it up when I was talking about the Now albums because when I was saying I think it is Now 42, and I was going to say that's an interesting coincidence. So, 42's got a really odd origin because it came from our friend Barry 
who we went to school with, who was obsessed with 42 because he liked Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And yeah. it just became like a, a moniker that we just adopted for whatever silly shit we were doing. Um, and it, I guess like originally it sort of had its roots in how much we loved Trigger Happy TV and doing pranks like that. And then as Jackass became popular, we sort of fused some dopey stuff like that into it as well. Um, but there are probably about 20 or so sort of five-minute videos that are in, uh, not circulation, but um, they're certainly on my external hard drive, uh, which we set to a lot of these artists that we were into at the time. Um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and those those songs now, I can't, I'll, I'll never be able to hear those songs without seeing the things that we, we put the songs to. Well, fuck Doug. What, what do you? Yeah, what do how's you my driving? When... It's yeah. the uh, it's the wheelbarrow. <laughs> yeah, it's the wheelbarrow. You can't not picture it, you know. Um, One of the things I drunk again you... by Real Big Fish. What do you what do you see? Uh, us collapsing in boots. <laughs> yeah, like collapsing in boots. Bo- boots the shop, <laughs> not boots the footwear. Um, one thing that I'd hope to do whilst um, uh, <laughs> the world's turned on its axis is to uh, to actually dig these out of my uh my digital storage and upload them out of isolation yeah if anybody is intrigued to see these based on this minor description we've given uh please do let me know and i'll gladly send you a link i am of course of course of course i've already promised them to uh to the aforementioned phil as well um well i want to show i want to show fred i want to show him i'm um, not sure if you should be showing your kids these things i can show him me pushing phil in a wheelbarrow yeah you know, I put, I put, I put, <laughs> no, I don't know if I did the pushing then. Um, I think that was Darren, wasn't it? Uh, I think it might have been Aaron. Um, I mean, these oh, were, that these videos are kind of funny in that they are very uh, tame versions of Jackass, aren't they? <laughs> like, yeah, so at I- the time, we probably were like, oh God, it's rubbish compared to what they do. Now I'm like, I actually like how scaled down it is. It's like, no, no, Jack no. We definitely had the we had the fear when we were doing them. You know, some exactly. of them were, some of them were worse than they look in the video. Yeah, I I mean to be fair, I'd I'd like to think that I uh, was more Dom Jolly than Johnny Knoxville. I don't think I tended to get involved that much. But the one that I did do, and I occasionally am reminded of it, and I actually I went past this place today uh, on my government sanctioned <laughs> walk, um, is the the Great Big Hill up at. Um, yeah. Uh, at Tower Park for anybody that knows it uh, it's just basically where where the area sort of like um, there's, there's sort of two uh, levels of, of this of this place and there's this great big grassy uh, bank that leads from and one it is to the steep other. oh it's very steep um, and we used to just sit on a skateboard and, and, and cruise down that and I, I did it at night thinking I might get based on uh, previous examples I thought I might get you know sort of halfway I cleared the whole thing got air off the curb at the bottom and kept going across the car park. I mean, fortunately, yeah. it was a lot quieter at night because um, I, I made it all the way across the car park. Um, I just think mad. I'd so banged I, up I, if I, I did that now. I messaged you earlier, didn't I, saying I'm going to talk about jackass. Mm-hmm. So without going off on too much of a tangent, it, it is associated to the questions. So, the ba- you know, you made the joke about the bands we obsessed over. And actually, all five of the bands I obsessed over, you know, when I was a teenager, I still love now, and I still 
check out. I still go and see live. I still listen to the albums, all the albums, not just like the old, you know, I've stayed a fan. And I, I was listening to a podcast with Steve-O, and obviously they've announced officially, Paramount have announced officially that there is going to be a Jackass 4. Um, and having been, you know, a lot of these tracks ended up in 20-second clips when we were, t- you know, kids, you know, whether it was jumping over a thorn bush in just your pants or um, <laughs> lying on a cross, think, you know, in the middle of the day because we thought it was funny, you know, the, the, uh, everyone did a, everyone's got footage of jackass style pranks that are very very watered down but bearing in mind uh, how do you the reason I'm relating this to jackass is Steve was talking about the age and how they're obviously all older um, but they've still got the same mentality you're, you're, not, still... you're, not, you're not building this up to asking me whether I want to redo some of these videos that we did are you? no 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 <laughs> No, my because fear I is gone. I don't. I really don't think I could do some of this. Stuff We're anymore. not being paid millions of pounds to make a Jackass four. Um, we weren't back in the day either. No, but let, let's be honest. As far the, the most it ever got, probably for me, was that form bush in my pants, and the most it probably got for, for I don't know. It was essentially knock door run, wasn't it? You know. <laughs> yeah, but we filmed. We filmed the evidence. Of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, you know, we could have handed it to the police and ha- turned ourselves in. <laughs> oh, it was me, Your Honour. Sorry. Hence, Do you think why this... not posting these videos publicly? I still think there's a chance that Dorset Police might go. Hang on a second. By the way, how do you think this will be soundtrack to Feeder Insomnia? You know. <laughs> um, how do you feel about the idea of a, you know. We're not bothered by the fact we still listen to the same music that we did when we were 13, 14. How do you feel about Jackass going back to do stunts now they're, you know, it's now they're in their 40s and 50s? I mean, some of the stuff they did was pretty crazy, regardless of what age you were. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I think there's a chance that they're possibly going to hurt themselves a bit more than they might have done. I don't think you recover from things quite as quickly as you would uh, in yeah. your 20s. Um, you know, the, the quite sad, almost bittersweet thing about this is obviously um, Ryan Dunn, you know. Yeah. Um, sadly died. Well, I guess it was that must be getting on for about 10 years ago. Uh, and I think they decided they weren't going to do anything more after that or wouldn't do anything for the time being. I know Johnny Knoxville did um, one of those uh, Jackass Presents films, didn't he? The, uh, the Bad Grandpa, which I've and, still never seen. Still not well, seen. Well, I've not, I've not seen Bad Grandpa, but I did watch Action Point. No, not seen that. Oh, Action Point is another one similarly uh, with Johnny Knoxville as the star, and that's actually quite good. It's good. Yeah. I'd, I'd, if you've got a spare two hours and you've got nothing out, I'd watch it. It's, it's all right. It's good. Um, but Steve was saying, you know, if people want to watch it, watch it. Um, we're going to be putting our effort in, but I make no apologies for my age and me doing pranks. And I think I make no apology apologies for still wanting to go watch the bands that I watched when I was a kid. You know, I still love Lesson Jake. I still love Feeder, Real Big Fish, Green Day. You know, I still love all these bands. And I don't think age does matter at all when it comes to music. No, although I do feel like as I was saying just a minute ago, where you have like these younger teen years and then like the slightly later ones where you, I don't know, you, 
as you get older, you sort of um, you long for I don't know to be taken seriously a bit more, and I think your music taste almost tracks with that. But yeah, I don't changes know definitely. I, I don't know whether you found this. I certainly found it in the in the sort of last ten years, which to be honest feels like it's gone quicker than the ten years before it. But I've come back around to a lot of the stuff that I liked when I was younger. That maybe I don't I don't want to say I, I sort of disowned it or disregarded it, but I perhaps didn't uh, give it as much time as I do again now. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then there's just some that have just sort of followed through the all, across all of the years, really. And to be fair, most of those five, with the exception of one. Uh, who I don't rate their output anymore. Um, who? Yeah, I have I have followed them throughout. Well, Real Big Fish. I mean, I just oh, <laughs> it always. Do you know, it always. It's a bit like the Aquabats on uh, last episode. It always feels a bit redundant when you're criticising a band that is supposed to be silly. Um, but as we said before, it feels like there's a different level of silly. Sometimes. Yeah, I just and, wish they'd uh, get back and do another cheer up. That would that would make me happy. Yeah. Anyways, don't wish to be negative about them because it is still well, a band that means a lot. Talking of out of the norm, are there any out of the norm or unexpected music you've enjoyed? I made a note of one recently because somebody else was doing this ten albums thing on Facebook, and it was zero uh, seven simple things. Around the same time that I was starting to get into punk, ska, that sort of thing, I was still, my, I guess my music taste was still pretty diverse coming off the back of like three or four years of being really into pop music. And to be fair, pop music in the late 90s, early 2000s was very diverse. Uh, the charts were a bit more of a sort of smorgasbord of, of different styles than it is now, where it's, a, I think now the charts are a lot more um, sort of R&B and dance heavy. But you know, we, we've spoken about this a lot before. Like we were into um, like Roiksop, uh, Melody AM, that album we really liked, and yeah. uh, and Daft Punk. Really Duo. <laughs> yeah, what's that? Uh, Chase the Sun, is it? Or Play the Bongo? Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, anyway, they played the bongos, um, didn't they? Yeah, I think the song was called Play the Bongo. I can't remember. No, but um, ironically, they did play bongos. What? <laughs> <laughs> in the title. But yeah, I, I, but I was really into those. And I do feel like perhaps had we been in a slightly different circle of friends, my music taste might have gone a completely different direction at that point, And I might have got much more into dance music. Um, no, you were so set in your ways. No, I, I think at that point <laughs> it, was, it was pretty even split. Don't you? <laughs> I'm winding you up. <laughs> No, 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 no! I'm even. I'm even. I'm an even split. Me, I'm a banana. <laughs> no, I, no, I, no, I'm, I'm defending it because I feel like back in the day I used to get abuse for it. It's like what you like, fucking basement jacks. What are no, you? But, yeah, but we all did. We, we are very lucky, and I know everyone likes to think this, but we, when we say no, actually, I'll listen to anything. Most of the time, we will listen to anything. You know, one of my people i've written down for out of the norm is will young um you know i think even when i used to be a bit of a tv person and i watched the the silly um 
shows that he was on. I can't even remember what it's Pop called. Pop Idol, wasn't it? Pop Idol Didn't was he, the one he, he was won on, wasn't it? He the first one, yeah. He won yeah, with, um, with against uh, G- G- Gareth Oh, Gaines. leave him alone. You were, you were horrible about him on a, on a previous episode. I think one of the first ones. Anyway, but Will Young was the deserving one. And I think Evergreen was a, you know, I know it was written for him, but I think he sings it great. But Leave Right Now and Blood, what a tune. Oh, Friday's Child. They're tunes. They're massive. And even up to songs like Jealousy, you know, um, which I know on guitar. Um, so out, my Out of the Norm might be, I don't like any of the stuff he's done now, but I've checked it out. That's how much, you know, I would. Another one for me, I don't think it's Out of the Norm because we've we've talked about it uh, before the new album, but Lighthouse Family, I've always really enjoyed. But I, I suppose that's not really out of the norm. That's quite an, I don't know. Well, I think that that comes from that 90s place of, yeah. you just discovered such a range of different styles and sounds. But that's why I really like that show that Fern Cotton's doing, because it, she doesn't play it, just as the pop songs from the 90s it really is like a, a broad spectrum of, of just music that came out in the 90s oh i'll check that out i keep meaning to um well my next one if if you don't mind me leading because i've got I've, like i said i got i said i'd mention you but where and how did you mostly listen to music as teenagers and i'm very thankful to you know still be friends with you now after all these years the ups and downs, the, the, the drug abuse, the alcohol. Um, what, what, what? You know, I've, support, I've supported you for a lot and I could have probably ditched you at any time, you know, the heroin um, when you became yeah, a Yeah, times at the Priory were really hard. You know, but I Christ stuck by you. Priory, not the, uh, I, the Priory. I, stu- I stuck by you because, you know, most of my, a lot of my musical influence came from what you were saying you'd been listening to. Um, yeah, but vice versa. I mean, you know, those the the mix CDs we used to make back exactly. in school were uh, yeah seminal. And I think the Square Records, where they've been closed, they've had. Um, uh, I think an intern has been running their their Facebook account and posting like different questions about music each day. Uh, and one of yeah. them was like, "What song did you discover, or what band did you discover, thanks to a friend?" And I, I tagged you. I don't know if you saw it, but I tagged you for for Google Dolls. Obviously, you mentioned that oh, before. Lovely. Um, I didn't, I didn't but, see that because I absolutely love that album now that uh, Dizzy Up The Girl one I mean I, I like the Goo Goo Dolls in general uh, but yeah that was that was thanks to one of those CDs that you gave me but you know again it's um, I'm very fortunate like you know I wasn't a big Digimon fan but you were so you listened to, so you <laughs> I, listened I posted to... this one the other day I know that's why, I've, that's why I've referenced it um, yeah. but you did so you know I'm, I'm very pleased that you watched that so you could then do me a, a soundtrack and I, I you know I think probably most of the big bands on that soundtrack I still listen to today you know <laughs> Yeah, boss tones. Uh... But we, we we used to spend a lot of time in your room just listening to the new stuff that we we bought in in Red Rock, um, you know. And I, I think we were we were very vocal because we were we were definitely passionate about new music. Well, it's funny. I, I made a note actually about um, that bedroom at my parents. For some reason, the one song that I think I'll always associate with it is. Uh, Welcome to the New South from obviously the first track from Anthem, the Lesson Great yeah, Album. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's just something about just I don't know. I guess 
that summer of 2003 where it was really really hot i mean we're talking about i think it hit like 38 at some point didn't it uh yeah. it was probably one of the first summers i was in that uh, room in the loft conversion and just having the the velux window open and just getting in on a friday after school we had a big weekend planned and just like putting that album on and just that that initial just the on that old stereo of mine that uh i still had the speakers for until i blew them at house party about a year ago uh which were covered in stickers as you always rip me on that but uh, i still got them in the garage i've not had the heart to chuck them out even though they are blown um but yeah that five disc changer yeah which probably probably in the five disc changer was an album by each of those five bands we mentioned before uh, on rotation Uh, until a day when we got into the hold steady and then one of them got replaced with that probably with fish yeah yeah um i also i also made a note about um sorry uh about listening to like before ipods and stuff like that when i think you were probably one of the only ones of us that had a uh a disc man which was obviously the the cd version of a walkman anti-jog yeah but you didn't have the speakers to plug into it at first so you used to bring the headphones into school and we'd turn it up as loud as we could and then sit on the uh the back steps of the classroom and listen to music through the headphone speakers they were i mean I, it, it was basically a whisper wasn't it yeah but it was still good gave you the gist didn't it <laughs> we knew the songs well enough we could complete the gaps do you, do you remember, it's funny enough I made a note of this do you remember those silver speakers the first set I got which were battery battery powered they were like the hand-me-downs from my dad two little silver like ball looking yeah. speakers yeah it does ring a bell I think that's what then replaced the headphones yeah but they just as soon as you turned it up they just used to read but like oh, yeah. you know they were awful it's amazing remember, what we can listen to now, isn't it? Yeah. Well, then when we started to have a little bit more money, we do you remember like clubbing together uh, with the people that we used to go to Bournemouth with, which was a big deal back in the day, like getting the train. Um, yeah. And we'd buy like the, the stereo from like Curry's or somewhere like that, like 40 yes. quid. Everyone's chipped in. And then we'd have like a little portable CD player to listen yes, to music in, so the, uh, in the Bournemouth And gardens. get like bullied for it as well. Yeah. What are you listening to? Yeah, if anything, we just drew attention to ourselves a bit. Oh, God, we were such arseholes, really, on the train, playing the music through the speakers. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, oh, but that was it. Like, and It's funny now, like, and I was thinking about this when I was saying, um, you know, when, when my dad used to give me and my brother money for the arcade, and like, I would never spend it in the arcade i was say for the cd but now having spotify and having access to every fucking song under the sun in my pocket like the irony is that now i spend my money in arcades because i just it's just it's all there <laughs> but like back in the day, like i was thinking like even when you were saying about us going into pool and like buying albums at red rock we used to buy them there because they were second hand and we could afford them because they'd be six quid Whereas, like, if you were to buy an album, and normally the albums that we liked uh, in H&B, they'd be, like, 18 quid because they'd whack an import sticker on it. Yeah, yeah. And just, uh, yeah, con us for them, basically. But I remember always thinking, like, I can't wait until I've got a job because then every Friday, the first thing I'll do is go to H&B and buy a CD. And I think by the time I actually, like, had a job, 
like MP3s were a thing, and it just it, it never it never had to. I mean, ironically, I, I actually did still buy uh, lots of CDs and and obviously like a vinyl, but it just kids. I know this is this will really start to make us sound old, but kids that have grown up in the era of Spotify and streaming will never know what it was like to to just not have access to the music that you want to listen to. But also, money is so disposable now. So, like, I, th- I definitely think there's this feeling, like, if... And even for me as a, as a, as a father, if Fred turned around to me and said, oh, Dad, like, there's this band of, like, there's a record in whatever, it's 15 quid. I'd go, yeah, here's 15 quid, mate. You know, you know, back in the back in the day, you know, and this is an age thing. If I turn around to, you know, mum or someone and said, "Oh, by the way, can I go? Can I buy Insomniac by Green Day from Red Rock? It's eight pounds. It's a bit more pricey." Yeah, yeah, you can buy it in three weeks once you've mowed the lawn three times and and done some chores. You know, yeah, you, you might you... change your mind as Fred gets older and you want him to help with chores. Well, I, I no, I, 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 I think I'll probably. And I'm not sure Christy would agree with my parenting, but if it came to music, you know, I, I'm he can have what he wants, really. And if as long as he's paying an interest in it, I don't mind what it is. You know, it still makes me laugh when I put on songs that he's heard regularly, and he sort of mumbles the words, and I'm like, oh my god! Like, if only I could chat with some of these bands. And then I text you about it, didn't I? There's a lesson date track. Um. And he sings it, and uh, I'm just like, oh, God, if I could sit down with them and just say, oh, by the way, you know, I've liked you for two decades, and now my son is singing your song. You know, yeah. it, it is, it's really powerful stuff. You could really, like, I could fall apart, really. I could <laughs> think about I, uh, it. I read recently that somebody was going to their first Less Than Jake show with their parent, and I think she was 17. And her mum had gone to see Less Than Jake when she was pregnant with her daughter. Ah, that's awesome, isn't it? It's insane, isn't it? Because the thing is, it just makes you realise, like, you know, how long that band's been going and how long we've been. And yeah, and, and what I mean about and to tie it back into the the, the Jackass comment because it sounded a bit random at the time. It, what I mean, like, there'll be some people who go, "Oh God, still, still," and I'm. Uh, like still going and I'm just like yeah they're still bloody going and they're still producing amazing music you know I love the new albums like it's like it really doesn't matter you know yeah I know what you mean it, it kind of comes back to what we were saying about the feeder gigs where it's like you kind of like you're not resentful I guess you just you don't understand why other people there haven't continued to take an interest um, I remember someone saying once that they don't like the new songs from a bunch of their favourite bands. And I was, like, I was like, why? And they were like, oh, I've just not got the same memories. I was like, well, yeah, because you're not 15 anymore and you don't hang out with your friends as much. But I don't know. I, I think some of like the later albums by some of these bands, particularly the ones where they've matured in terms of their songwriting, I do have memories attached to it. But it's like... You know, I'm sure you find this that you have memories that are more attached to like your kids being born and yeah and and having a family. Do you, you know you know what I mean? Like yeah, your your memories and your attachment to music doesn't have to end at you know at 21 when you stop 
going out, you know, clubbing or to, you know, festivals as much. Yeah, we, yeah. I don't, you know, I think there's a, a to, to put it almost in um, layman's terms, I think there's people who love music and seek to, yeah, to sure. find all of it. And there's people who like music. And if it, if it, if it crops up, and they like it, yeah, great. If it doesn't, they're not bothered. Whereas yeah. when a, a band I love produces an album that I don't particularly like, it does. It, it does I don't know if upsets the word, but it does bother me. I go, oh, that's such a shame because I love that band. But because I love that band, it doesn't stop me trying to listen to the album again. Whereas I think someone who might like Just a Day and Buck Rogers to bring Feeder back into it might listen to... Um, you know, Idaho and Borders and go, oh, not keen on them and never listen to them again. You know, whereas yeah. I would go, oh, I hope the next album has got more I like on it. It wouldn't stop me hating that album. And all these bands yeah, doing really 20th anniversary, you know, all these bands doing 20th anniversary tours and 15th anniversary tours, that's great. And it probably brings out a lot of those people who, who have gone, you know, uh, yeah, done with that now because I didn't like that single. And, you know, I'm guilty of it with some bands, but, I didn't, you know, Razorlight, I've, you know, I listened to it because I thought, I'll give that a listen. And I've, I'm, I'm so chuffed I did because it was it's a really good single. And I'll check out the album now because of that single. I think, you know, I think everything you've got to try and stay open-minded, haven't you? It's a really good point because I think if, if one of the bands that we were really into put out an album that we didn't like in, say, 2007, 2008 we might have dismissed them or it might have bothered us a bit more. Whereas if a band that I really like puts out an album I don't like so much now, I'm like, eh, I didn't like that one as much as the last one. I wonder what the next one will be like, you know? Yeah. Um, and the years go by so quickly that it doesn't feel like an awfully long wait until the next one anyway. But back in the day, it was a bigger deal. It was like, fuck, this is a load of shit. Like, my favourite band's over. And it's like, well, no, you just don't like this album as much as the last one. And I always used to liken it to... Um, I say, like, you know, think of the band as like a director. You know, sometimes a director is going to put out a film that you just didn't enjoy for whatever reason uh, because it was in a different style. But I think for bands, it's a lot more rigid, isn't it, in terms of sound? Like, they don't get a lot of leeway to change things up. Um, well, no, um, Jimmy World uh, probably speaks to mind with me. You know, there was a point when I was probably like, eh, you know, I've not been as keen on that. But because I like most of the Jimmy Eat World back catalogue, the new album, you know, imagine not hearing that new album and, and but being a fan of previous stuff they'd done, but then because they'd done one bad album, you'd miss out on an amazing album. You know, yeah. I, I don't, you know. That's what I mean. Like you, don't you feel that like as you're getting older? Like you, if if there is a album you don't like, you, you're not as vocal about it. You're not, you're yeah. just not as bothered. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I know no, we, I, we, we, I, dive, we dive into tracks sometimes on, on this show and, and we are sort of not overly critical, but we're critical for the sake of, you know, is this, this is supposed to be some sort of analysis of, of music. Uh, but a lot of it, sometimes I just be like, nah, I didn't like that one. Move <laughs> on. What's next? Yeah. Um, but I, I, I tell you what I did, did come to mind just then was uh, a, a band that is a good example of one that I just completely didn't follow for years. And now I love the latest album. We talked about them quite a bit. It's the darkness. Like I've got this weird thing now where I like the first album and like the sixth album or whatever this most recent one is. 
And there's yeah. like four albums in between that I have absolutely no knowledge of. But a lot of that comes down out? to, uh, I don't know. I mean, there's not enough hours in the day, really. But a lot of this recently does come down to that Spotify um, release radar. Yeah. It does. It, so, it helps keep things on the radar that wouldn't, that you'd miss ordinarily. Well, so in reference to the previous times, the discovering of new music, you know, yeah, that was we a nice little segue, was... actually. My <laughs> thanks. Nowadays, it's a lot easier. Yeah, we, we've said that, you know, soundtracks was a, a big thing for both of us. Um, in one of my albums that I chose for my 10 was the No Trigger soundtrack. Um, that's a fucking No Trigger. Trigger Happy TV soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm with you. Which is predominantly probably... Um, Brit pop, you know, um, because Don Jolly was a bit of a champion of, um, you know, British music in that soundtrack. Um, yeah. So you've got your likes of James Pulp, um, Elbow, um, not Elbow. I meant to say Embrace. That's two muck ups. Embrace, um, Idlewild, um, the, uh, the Birds. Is it? Oh no, Baby Bird. Monaco. Uh, Ride. Obviously, you know, Elastica. Elastica, you know, and I still love that soundtrack today. Um, and I've, I've probably listened to a few of those bands because of that soundtrack. But, you know, other places I was thinking, I suppose... Well, there's mixtapes the and obviously samplers, like, from the label. Do you remember, like, we were quite big into, like, the, the golf records samplers? Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, Household Name. Did Dexy, you ever complete like, the set? I did, Right, this is probably going back nearly ten years ago now. Um, I must have shown them to Sam when I on one of my very many moves between different houses that I did in the last decade. I must have got them out at some point and told Sam, "Oh, you know, we had these like because I started on what volume two through to five, yeah. uh, and as a kind of a joke but quite thoughtful present, she actually managed to find the original one. Oh, <laughs> and wow. I, I got to say, I haven't listened to it, and it's probably quite. Um, quite uh rough uh punk rock uh recordings that's on it because this this is like before the label even could do like full color sleeves um so it looks like the sort of thing that we might have done when we were first um pretending to run record labels um but yeah i do have it so i have the full collection uh, that's, that's 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 cool i think somewhere that never gets really thought about um is support bands yeah, that was the first one that I wrote down, support slots. That was a huge deal back in the day because we, we would get to the gigs early mm. hoping to see what else was on. Whereas oh. nowadays, and I'm ashamed to admit this, really, but a lot of time nowadays where you know, you've got the pressures of work and other commitments and things, you, you just don't have time to get there that early to see all the other bands. Well, no, like I was, I was going to say the starting line. They were the first live band I essentially ever saw supporting Robic Fish, Sugar Cult were on second. And yeah, they became you know, I became obsessed with them, you know. Um Well the Sounds was essentially discovered through yeah. um plus forty four. Mark yeah, Mark yeah, really. Yeah. Um I'm t- but there's there's been loads of um of bands that we've been lucky to see. Um also, some really awful 
bands that I never even heard of again <laughs> um, and really disliked. Do you remember when we saw A at the Wedgwood Rooms the first time and there was that band called Instruction, I think they were called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, we hated them, didn't we? Really didn't like awful. them at all. Yeah, awful. I mean, they probably, maybe they weren't, maybe they were someone else's cup of tea, but yeah, I just remember not liking them. So Obviously I think they bullets could be, to, yeah. Bullets to Broadway, we, we... Or Teen Idols as they were. Yeah, we found out about them and then they stayed on our radar and stuff. We, we've been very fortunate, haven't we? Uh, some of the tours that used to happen back in the day, the big four, four band bills. Yeah. They were insane, some of them. You know, Goldfinger and Real Big Fish with the matches and... Zebrahead. Uh, Zebrahead, you know, that tour just wouldn't happen now. <laughs> Well, well, it I might do know. now, actually. I... It's come back around now, but there was yeah, a period Yeah, that's where... the funny thing, hasn't it? It has, because you start to see these packages of, like, the Fuel and the Fireball, um, or whatever it's called, tour. Like, they are sort of reminiscent of those early shows that we went to see, yeah. and I think they, I think Fireball knows that. I think they're, they're deliberately appealing to um, an age group that have maybe got the first couple of kids under the belt. <laughs> Sorry, that yeah. sounds... Um, like a very uh, dismissive way of putting it, but um, you know what I mean, and, and have uh, the, a bit more time or are able to come out on a Friday night to see a bunch of fans that you might have seen back in the day. Yeah. Um, but the difference is, it's mostly the bands that you remember. There's not a new set of four bands, you know? Yeah, I, th- I, I think we've obviously got to give a slight nod to um, Kerrang! and Scuzz TV. Um, Do you know what, right? Um with everything that's going on currently, uh, as an incentive, Virgin Media have um, given us a bunch of channels that we didn't have on our package before. Um, oh. And for the first time in, I'll say 20 years, because I reckon probably about the year 2000 was when I was made aware of Kerrang. I finally have Kerrang TV. <laughs> oh my God. I watched it for about five, 10 minutes. And if you had to guess which band... And and maybe which video came on? Have a guess. Um, because I tell you what, I swear this this band and, and even this video was on such heavy rotation twenty years ago on Kerrang. I'll, I'll give it. Yeah, it's Chili Peppers. Um, uh, give it away. Ah, oh, I was going to say Papa Roach. And oh, yeah, that's probably another one. I probably wouldn't have had to vote much on for that. That Give It Away video is fucking strange. I mean, artistically, it's quite cool, but yeah, they're doing some weird shit in it. Yeah. And I probably thought this back in the day, but it seems even weirder now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, you know, everyone will have memories of sitting down and just binge watching like Scars or Kerrang. Um, and it, it was a format that was easily accessible for those who had like NTL or yeah. 9X or whatever it used to be called. And, and well, then me and Phil had... used to used to go to our friend's house in Hammerby when we were bored just to literally because they had Kerrang so we could just sit and watch that all day we were users essentially but um, hey that sort of sums us up there is one last question which I didn't because um, we've we've skipped a couple because we might talk about them in other in other podcasts so we haven't purposely avoided. Well, we have purposely avoided them, but that's not because we didn't want to. They've either come up, 
or we're gonna we've already discussed that they'd become a full topic um but we've sort of basically um the, what do you still listen to today it, yeah we know, kind of covered that yeah we, we we just listen to everything you know we, we, we we're certainly not um opposed to listening to stuff we listened to in 2000 or pr- earlier and we're certainly not opposed to you know i listening to a new track because it's come up on Spotify, you know, like that Pofu or however you pronounce it. I've known mm. about him for about three weeks and I've, I've checked out a lot of his stuff and I'm still enjoying it. I think, I think you've really got to be, and music has changed for the better in some ways because it seems that people are more open-minded about new bands and stuff. Everyone will have a favourite genre or a favourite band. But do you think it's yeah, Spotify has helped things? I think I might have said this before on an episode, but I think the last five years in music have been better than the five years before it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think there's been a lot more interesting stuff from sort of like 2015 onwards. Um, and it'll be interesting just, to see I, I, what, I, what lies ahead. Well, hopefully we'll continue to talk about it. Yeah, we certainly will. Um, I think one thing that is uh, sort of on my mind is that we are coming up on, believe it or not, a year of having done done this podcast. Um, Don't behave. No, nah, honestly, we I think we did our first trial um, after Slam Dunk last year, so that would have been June. Uh, oh so we're God. we're about a, we're about a month out of this being a, a year old. Um, but what might be quite cool, talking about sort of more recent music, is maybe for the one year anniversary if we did a top five debut albums from the 2010s um, and talk about some some newer bands yeah because we because we do i mean we we do talk about you know those five that we mentioned less than jake will be fish green day a feeder we probably do talk about either one of them or you know normally more than one of them most episodes Um, mike herrera yeah, Mike. Sorry, I'm sorry. Enjoy, I know. Still enjoying I know his live streams. <laughs> I've I just realised we haven't mentioned him in this episode, so I've just I've heckled you there with Mike Carrera. Just to make sure he gets a nod. Well, he can have a nod because even despite the fact that I'm behind on his live streams, I was I listened to one today whilst I was working, and I tell you what, he's got the recording quality spot on for those. Oh, he's um, so live good sessions. at it. Yeah, and, Grant's isn't quite up to that standard. Okay. But mics, I can put on and work, and because it's not tinny or anything, it doesn't grate on me at all. That's and the road mics. That's the road mics. Yeah, and I've noticed. Shout out to Road. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> proud to use them. Um, we've got a third oh, road mic that we've not actually used yet. Um, maybe the day will come sometime. Um, but he's playing some of the songs. He's like repeating them from week to week. I don't care. They just sound good. And maybe they even sound better after they've been played a few times because they're a bit more practice with them. But yeah. Oh, Mike, we love you. <laughs> and that's a lovely way to end. <laughs> yes, cool. Well, whoever you are, Orange Fuzz, thank you so much for sending those in. Um, Orange Coconut. And... Oh, what was Orange Fuzz? Uh, and if you're listening and there was something that you wanted us to talk about that we oh, didn't. Orange um... Fuzzy Coconut. There we go. That was the one. Uh, feel free to send us some questions I think what we might do is either do another ask us anything where it's open up to everyone or we might just start answering some questions at the end of each show uh, yeah depends. that'd be cool that'd be cool depends what appetite there is for it but um, 
this has been fun though. I've really enjoyed this. I mean, we didn't stick to the questions quite as um, rigidly as they were presented, but it was a really nice discussion. I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, I think um, we've we've got a few cool ideas. Um, one of which I just wanted to mention, if that's okay. Go. On. So we we've had. So if if people are still listening now, thanks very much. Um, <laughs> I don't know why you would have given up. Um, I, to be fair, I said thanks about two, four, five minutes in on this podcast. Um, oh yeah. Not that I'm trying to upstage you. I'm just trying to say, like, you know, I was grateful that they waited around to that point. If they're if they're here at, um, you know, an hour fifteen, then fuck. I mean, Good respect. You. Thank you so much. Like, this is really cool that you enjoy this discussion. And I, I, we do genuinely like love hearing your feedback. So, you know, like and subscribe on your various podcast channels. But one of um. One of the ideas we've had is potentially watching like a music-based film documentary and maybe reviewing it. So I doubt we'll get any response from this, but if you have got any suggestions oh, yeah. of something... Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, if someone's got any. Um, any suggestions on what might be good to talk about? Because we don't want to just watch something that's really sensible or really factual because it's not going to be interesting to just convey fact after fact after fact after fact. It would be good if it was something interesting that we can, you know, um, one of the ones I had is um, the Warp Tour documentary stuff, but it's all like in little clips on YouTube. I don't know if there's an actual full film about it, um, which goes into the full history. You've just reminded me, there's that Scar in the 90s documentary. Ah, yes, that is now available to download. So maybe we purchase that. Because yeah. I think that's probably, and maybe we'll do that because um, there's bound yeah, to be some be good, good stuff on there. I mean, if Tim yeah, Armstrong's in one. it, there's going to be there's going to be at least an hour's worth of entertainment, isn't there? Well, I, I did think I did the um, East Bay Punk uh, documentary, and I did I bought it, and I did wonder if after you know, either you just rent it and we could discuss that. I'm happy to watch that again. But we, you know, if anyone has any suggestions, even if it's you know. Um, you don't think it's relevant, you know, We uh, send us your suggestions because we'd like to maybe dissect it and have yeah. a little chat about it. The more obscure, the better. But if there's some funny talking heads, not talking heads, the band, you know, talking heads as in Vox Pops, if there's some funny, like, interviews, yeah, that'd be great. I did just watch, finally, and I can't believe it's taken me this long, you know, eight years to watch this, but the the making of the Green Day trilogy, you know, Dos Trey, you know, Quattro. Oh, I still need to watch it. Film. Oh, it was really good. Really enjoyed it. it. As I said to you when we were talking uh, last week, it is, it's more just like a prolonged music video with little snippets of them talking and bits from the studio. But um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. That was a great watch. Yeah, I'll, um, um, I'll check that out in the next week or two, actually. That's my uh, before uh, the, before blast the from the past. <laughs> oh, well, so I, I, I can't do it as well as you and my throat is starting to go a little bit as well. It's probably time to say goodbye. Uh, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at Liam Toms and liamtoms.com. I finally started getting back to some writing after a bit of a break. Uh, and, and, I posted man, my... and Mando, uh, what is it? Mando. <laughs> Don't talk about my secret Star Wars page. Um, I want Which to talk I about. Found. My... I found I... you, mate. Found, sussed you out. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to talk about my really credible um, adventures in pop culture blog that I write. 
Um, oh, of course, yeah, that stuff. is interesting. You should. Check I that didn't. Out. Uh, I didn't talk about music too much because I'd, I'd save that mostly for here. But I've talked about some of the shows I've been watching and things, and um, yeah, check that out. What about you? Uh, I'm Run with Ed uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Um, thinking of changing it to Run with Christy because my wife gets more likes than I do. <laughs> Imitation is better, get- mate. If you get that, yeah, exactly. If you get that reference, uh, I'm glad you all found it funny. I did. Anyway. Was, um, the first thing I saw this morning and uh, put me in good stead for the whole day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, th- thanks for that. Thanks for commenting. Um, but yeah, I've enjoyed that one. That's good. Cool. Yeah, good times. Thanks for listening. And uh, yeah, we'll talk soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.